Welcome to the Bruce Bright Breakdown. My name is Dr. Bruce Bright. I'm a Marine fighter pilot, retired, did uh, 28 years in the Marine Corps. Following that, went to school, got my doctorate in psychology, and now a coach. What we're going to do on the Bruce Bright Breakdown is we're going to break down each guest as they bring in their topic. So we're going to get to the Bruce Bright Breakdown each and every week. I hope you join us. It's going to be fun, exciting, informative, and I think you'll love it. So join us right here on the Bruce Bright Breakdown. Hey guys, welcome to the Bruce Bright Breakdown. We've got an exciting uh, show today. I've got with me Mr. Ernest Garcia. We're going to tell a story, but I can tell you before you, I'll let the cat out of the bag. We're friends, have been for a long time. He's friends with my oldest child, and uh, he's got a great story to tell. If you're interested at all in becoming an entrepreneur, this is a story I want you to listen to. So, um, Ernest, thanks for thanks for coming out and sharing, and sharing time with us. Absolutely, anytime. So, go back as far as you'll go. If you don't go back far enough, I'll... I'll send you back further. Tell us, how were you raised? Where were you raised? Um, well, if we're going back to the beginning, um, I was actually adopted. Okay. And that happened through a family friend who basically she was really young. She was at the time and actually still is, I think, you know, according to my experience with talking to her throughout the years. You're talking about your mom? My biological mom. Okay. Yeah. So you're in touch with her. Uh, that's a loose, loose. I wouldn't say I am, but okay. I would say that there's been times where we've communicated. Okay. She tried to come back in my life. But okay. Back to the beginning, uh, she was, you know, on drugs. Most of the stuff I'm telling you is kind of what my family's told me. Sure. And even what my biological aunts and uncles have told me. Okay. Um, Are you in touch with any of them? Yeah. Okay, cool. That kind of progressed over the years. Just like, hey, you know. So and so, and I so I knew them. I knew one of them for sure. Growing up, she was a friend. Like okay. I thought she was family, like uh, just like a family friend who was always around. Turns okay. out, turns out she was my aunt, my okay. real aunt. Oh, but did I, she, but did I never she knew. She knew. Oh, yeah, okay, everybody. Knew. I was just. You know, I think. Yeah, I think folks are always very cautious about what they say and how they say it to a child that's been adopted. Right. Make sure there's no confusion. And yeah, and it's kind of I don't know if it's I guess it's unique in the sense that. They were friends. They were really close family friends. Yeah. So everybody so that's, that's knew mom's me. sister. It's um. So the oh yes yes okay yes okay um. How old, she, she, how she had a daughter who was always around too. So okay. about about my age. So how old were you when you were adopted? I was an infant. I was oh you baby. I was baby. I, I mean, okay. from the womb. I was uh, given okay. to my mom. Yeah. Gotcha. So it was kind of a she was unfit on drugs, drinking. I don't know, just okay. bad lifestyle. Real young. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some more details as I got here in recent years um, that she actually put me up for adoption. And then when it came time, the judge had already ruled in my mom's favor that I was going to go to her. And then my biological mom then changed her mind after the fact and wanted me back. But it was too late. Yeah. And instead of Texas, I guess. That's got to be like, a really tough decision. It was done and done. Yeah. Um, That's a tough decision for anybody. It's, I mean, drugs or no drugs, it's yeah. to your baby. Yeah. yeah. So... You know, I grew up middle yeah. class. I mean, my dad was a where? Where did you grow up? Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay, yeah. There's a naval base there where they train. That's where my dad. That's where my dad worked. Okay, yeah. awesome. That's where he where he retired from. What did he do? He was an air, uh, I guess, aircraft mechanic, uh, helicopters. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and then he. I mean, Maybe that's where you got some of your talents. I guess so. You know, yeah. <laughs> he was. You know, the funny part about that is I never. I was never really like 
into that stuff. Yeah. Like uh, it's just eventually you were. Eventually I was, <laughs> and, and I, that that came from yeah. just you know the car scene blew up, imported imports cars, all this yeah, stuff yeah. blew up when I was when I was in my high school years, maybe middle school, but I think actually it was middle school. But you know, Fast and Furious came out. And yeah, yeah. I was, I, was, I, was, I was in the cars. That's yeah. when I got in the cars. We we skipped over biological dad. Ever meet him? Know him? Um, uh, no, but he. But that is a recent experience I've had with him. Never knew who he was. Barely would get a name out of the biological family. Like I told my mom, "Hey, I want to know who you know, the mom you met, my real mom. I want to know who what his name is." And this didn't come until later on in my life, where I was like the curiosity. Yeah. You know, who is he? What does he look like? Yeah. I want to know what I came from. Sure. And surprisingly, I didn't come to it later. So she gave me, she's like, okay, well, I'll ask them, see if they know a name. Um, so they gave me a name. And I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be impossible to find. Apparently, he was in prison or wanted, something like that. Okay. Um, nothing really came about that other than having a name. I didn't, I didn't do a lot of research. I didn't do a lot of digging. Not until last, last May or so, something like that. I get a message out of nowhere on Facebook from my biological mom saying that, um, gosh, I can't remember his name. David, I think. He wants to meet you. Blah blah blah. I'm like, what? I don't know where. Like, he just here he is, bam, mm-hmm. out of thin air. No one can find him. No one knows where he is. Thirty years later, and all of a sudden, he's reunited with her, and they're in. Um, they're also, home. they're together. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I think according to like how they, she was putting it, is like they've reunited, they rekindled. I don't know. I don't really know the level of their relationship. Sure. But, but they were trying to come and drive to Alabama to meet me. For him to meet, for him to meet me, I, already, I had already met her. First mm-hmm. time I met her was when I graduated high school. Okay. So, and that's only because I allowed her to. Sure. She asked, hey, I want to come to this graduation. I said, sure. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, the, the, they messaged me on Facebook, Facebook, and um, I'm like, uh, no, I'm actually going home in December. I'll, I'll meet y'all somewhere in Corpus and, you know, at a neutral site or whatever, okay. you know. Well, meet them? I don't know. Okay. No, I just there's, checking. no, there's more of the story. Like, uh, I'm a pretty good, I'm a pretty good instinct for jamming people, people that are full of, full of shit and yeah. things like that. Like, I can be. pick up on what she was, the message she was conveying via mess, the message, yeah. Facebook Messenger and stuff. It just seems odd. Well, there could be drugs involved still. You never oh, know. For one, well, I mean, as drugs far as I know, she still has issues with that. Yeah, and he may too. You never know. Yeah. So. Well, I just want to check because some, sometimes folks reunite and it becomes a friendship older later in life. Sometimes it doesn't work. So yeah, I mean, I was willing to. Yeah, but they didn't want to. They didn't want to wait until. Well, actually, sorry. So I told them I'm coming for Corpus anyway. To Corpus anyways to um, visit my family. We can meet then, and they were like, "Well, they wanted to just drive up here." I'm like, "I don't even know y'all. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Yeah, not bringing you into my world." So they were kind of pushed back on that, and they finally agreed, and then. And it turns out, I think I just kind of brought it up because I didn't want to waste my time meeting him. So I was like, hey, do you want to do a DNA test? And he was like, sure. I said, okay. I'll have my mom find a place in Corpus, a doctor or whatever, you know, some place you can come up with. And mm-hmm. we will coordinate this. I'm guessing that all fell through. Oh, yeah. He absolutely did not want. He didn't want that to happen. Yeah. He didn't want my, he, why, you know, why does, and he well, called her Janie, you know, why yeah. does she have to find a spot? I'm like. Or why does your people have to do it? I'm like, yeah, we'll that's, that's literally what he said. Yeah. Your people. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, there's not like there's child support going to have it here. You're a 35 year old man. So you're not yeah. going to be held accountable for anything. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to bet he's he's the one. It sounds like your mother said at the time. Okay, so you adopted as, as an infant. Yeah, your so. parents have been your parents the whole time. Right, the parents, your real parents. Yeah. Until I, <laughs> kind of funny. Until I didn't know they were my weren't my real parents. When did you find out? My brother. You know, as you can imagine, yeah. <laughs> an older sibling. Oh, he um, told you. Okay, yeah, he told me. He's, he's How old were you? Eight, I believe. Okay, yeah, that's kind of at the age where you can start to kind of understand things a little bit. Well, I, yeah, as far as like, like I, I think like I knew what adopted was. Like I yeah. knew what he meant by that because it hurt my feelings. I know that. Yeah, so yeah. I remember how it made me feel. Sure. So really I knew, young. I knew, but I didn't quite know the full extent of what that yeah. was. was. You know, what I, knew, I knew there was something about the word, but I didn't know. How about looks? What happened? How about looks in your family? Do you look like anybody? Uh, you know, you didn't figure that out though, did you? No, but I mean, like you know, I'm I'm the same color. Aside from my mom, and my sister, they're yeah. both light skinned. Yeah, you yeah. know, but my dad, my brother, my and me all look the same as far as skin color. Like yeah. I'm I'm the tallest. Yeah, dinner. But my brother was that's not my brother was like me in high my school. My kids right there, you can see how tall he is. Yeah. That's all I am. I mean, my brother was like me in high school. Like yeah. then he didn't gain weight until later on. But you know, it's just that's all our story. But yeah, there wasn't like a oh. He's adopted. Yeah. Like, you, it wasn't like that. Like, right. I resembled them somewhat. Yeah. But, no, it wasn't like that. Okay, so now we move into your middle school. If you're an eighth, what, an eight, no, was, eighth grade, you're second grader. Yeah. That's second grade when you found out. I, thought, I was like eighth grade, eight-year-old. Okay, so no, kind of normal childhood and all that kind of stuff growing up in the family? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what you consider normal. But well, yeah, that's probably not the right word. Yeah. My dad was a mechanic. What did mom do? Mom was an insurance. She was an insurance agent until she got in a car accident and severely damaged her knee, had surgery, probably multiple surgeries. But after that, she didn't do that anymore. After that, um, I gave my timeline right. She had bars for probably the better part of my growing up life. Like bars, like drinking bars. bars. Yeah. Oh, like owned in the establishment. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Little, like little, like, um, I say that word loosely, but like not like a huge establishment, but like little cantinas, yeah. you'd call them. Yeah. yeah. This was in Corpus? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you graduated high school, and what was the plan? Oh, gosh. Military, uh, you know, college, tech school? I actually briefly thought about military. Um, yeah, I think you'd been good at it. but I briefly thought about it because I liked the structure of it, I yeah. guess. I mean, oh, my dad was the same way, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was he was kind of – in some points in my life, it's kind of a hard ass, but I wasn't. Look where, exactly. look where you are today for. Yeah. So what did you do out of high school? I went straight to a tech school in Houston and then an automotive tech school. Okay. Um, because, well, they had programs after you graduated that basic tech school. And the programs included Audi, different, different car brands, Audi, sure. Mercedes, Volkswagen, Porsche. Didn't know which one I wanted to go into, but I knew I wanted to do cars. So... Went there for about a year, maybe a little over a year, and then moved back home. Oh, so while I was at school, that's when I determined what brand I wanted to join, which was Mercedes-Benz. Okay. Their program at the time was four months. So you 18, 19-year-old kid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I turned 19, so see, right before I went to the Mercedes program. Okay. Finished that. Um, that was that was great. That was fun. I like that, too, because Mercedes, I mean, I don't know, it's – not putting it on the same level, but it, it was military-ish 
ish, you know, as far as like, you know, you had to have a level of professionalism. It's a German car manufacturer. So yeah, I mean, rigid. they were strict. I mean, yeah. it was, we had a professionalism score. I mean, so how old were you when you became the most basic certified Mercedes mechanic? Uh, was it, that, that would have been when I graduated that school. When you graduate that school, you, you, you have I was 19 still, yeah. Yeah. You have, uh, you're at a level of certification with them because you, you completed over, uh, gosh. So you got your basic cert to do basic yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and come in as entry level. When did Mercedes. you start? When did you start turning wrenches on Mercedes? August 6, two thousand seven, at Hoover. Okay, Hoover Mercedes. Yeah, or Mercedes. the one in the Galleria. That's what, yeah, 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 it was called Crown Automobile. Then. Right, right, that's right. But it was in Hoover. I have a car tag that says Crown. Mm-hmm. From the old Mercedes. Yeah, me and three other classmates moved here because okay. from that same Mercedes class. That we Where was your school? Corpus, Houston. In Houston. Yeah. So you moved from Houston as a 19-year-old to Birmingham, Alabama? Yeah. Just to work at the Hoover Mercedes? Mm-hmm. And did they hire you through the system? Yeah. Somehow they found you through Yeah, the we have, um, they have job assistance like program. They basically like, hey, where do you want to live? Texas, okay. Here are all the dealerships in Houston. So it's like a feeder program. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Why did you pick Birmingham all the way from Texas? Um, you know, honestly, I don't know. Hope, if I, hope so I didn't, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, it was something different. I didn't know anything about Alabama, to be honest with you. Didn't know anything about the South for that matter, but um, it wasn't necessarily like a I want to get away from home move. Yeah, but I think like now, subconsciously, it was that age that's common. Yeah, maybe like all some freedom. But and, I love you know the funny thing is like I love Texas like. Yeah, I mean, there's some similarities. Yeah, what, yeah. Both are pretty warm states and fairly conservative, and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, both have good food scenes. And People so. are extremely nice here. I found that out quick. Southern hospitality. Yeah, I did. I did. That was one of the one of my favorite things about moving here is that people were really nice. I mean, I don't know. I think. People were nice in Texas too, but it was a different, and it could have been because I was a new person here that it was just a different feeling, but it, Maybe. Was, a, it was a different level of nice, yeah. I think. Well, you know, you got a young kid come in, 19, he's moved in from out of town. People find that out and they want to help you out. So you moved in, started working at Mercedes at 19. Is that normal? Like if I go to Mercedes dealership, remember, I'm going to find a 19 year old turning wrenches? That seems young. You shouldn't. Uh, so, you know, the uh, Cameron, the young guy that worked next to me that you met, uh-huh. yeah, he was. He was 18, I think, or yeah, he was 18 when he started with us, but no, it's definitely not normal. And he didn't go through Mercedes program like us. It's kind of unique. When I started, probably not. Now they're getting into like, we have an express program, or sorry, Mercedes has an express program. So they hire a lot of younger guys now. They'll bring them in through the express program. That's how they start. Okay. Basically, a lot of quick stuff, oil changes. Sure. Kind of get them in the shop, get a feel for the shop. And then eventually see if they have some see how they do. Yeah, yeah. See how they do. See if they can show up on time. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then how long how long did you stay with Mercedes Benz? Total I was there. Well, if we're talking the dealership from Hoover on, it was fifteen years, but you know, they, they count your time towards tenure when you start the school. So I so mean I was seventeen years. Yeah, it was well when I started no, no, the Mercedes school. Total when I started the automotive field, it would be like 16. So I started in 2006. Okay. I started right after high school, graduated high school, but yeah, 16 going on. You stopped last year? Yep. Last July. Last July. July 29th. Yeah. So I'm going to weigh in here for a second. So the way I found out, by the way, if y'all haven't figured out yet, Ernest was a Mercedes mechanic 
And my oldest daughter, uh, Tori, who now is the mother of my only grandchild, What's I Love, she's one, McKenna James, uh, they became good buds. So I met Ernest through my daughter at the dealership. I forget exactly when or where or how, but that's how we met is, you know, through, through touring. And once I met you, I just went, all right, I don't want anybody touching my car except Ernest, which didn't mm-hmm. always work out because Ernest would take off days, which I didn't appreciate. <laughs> I'm like, well, you need to get off day. My car's broke or I need something done. And if of the, whatever it was, 10 years or eight years you yeah. worked on my cars, if somebody else worked on my car, they would meet me at that door, you know, the glass door. Yeah. And you go back out to the, they would meet me and go, Dr. Bright, I want you to want, you know, I did the oil change this time. Ernest is not working today. <laughs> so they kind of preempt me having the explosion. But I was just really impressed. Not in the beginning, it wasn't your car, your car abilities, because I didn't know. Right. I was impressed with you. I just thought you were a, a cool kid or a young man at the time. I guess when I met you, you were in your 20s. I was, yeah. yeah. I mean, so Tori started 2013 ish. Something like think? that. Yeah. So yeah. I would have been, I was, I started, I came here when I was 21 or sorry, I, I moved to Vancouver when I was 20. Yeah. Middle, late 20, something like that. Yeah. So I was just impressed. Plus Tori liked you, which that gave me a lot of confidence in you because Tori's a really good judge of character, I think. Uh, and she told me, she said, he's a great guy. I mean, in the beginning, I thought y'all were dating. <laughs> I thought, all right, wait a minute, is this going to be my son-in-law? No, we did hang out. Uh, she was my uh, my marriage, or what do you call it? Oh, work wife. Me. Your work yeah, wife. Work wife. Yeah. And then I think she gave you some counsel she about. Gave, she gave me a lot of advice. Yeah, like, yeah advice with Sarah, yes. which is his beautiful wife now and mother of his beautiful child. Yeah, I went to, I went to Tori okay. often. Yeah, <laughs> and so, and, and but she felt the same way about you, but y'all had a really close, she'll have a close relationship. So anyway, I go into the Mercedes, the new one that's out in Irondale. I talked to the service advisor and I said, okay, this is what you done on it. And uh, he goes, Ernest, Ernest doesn't work anymore. <laughs> That's how I found out. That's how you found out? That's how I found out. You didn't tell me. I didn't tell no, you. No, you didn't tell me shit. I, th- I thought I, I would tell out. you before you went back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went, all right, well, what, what happened to Ernest? Because I knew they didn't fire me. You know, you, you guys, listen, you don't know him, but I can tell you he's salt of the earth guy. And just as honest as they come, he's smart. And really good at whatever you choose to do. And I've only known you as a Mercedes mechanic. I mean, that's what you've been the whole time until we're going to talk about mm-hmm. what we got going now. Now, there was one point where I encouraged you to buy a Mercedes shop. Remember mm-hmm. that? Because I thought this would be great for you and Sarah. Like, go down this entrepreneurial road. I introduced you to the uh, former. He's now sold it. He did? Yeah. But he's, he's still there. He, he's worked. Still works there, right? They made him stay and work for a while. Yeah. Uh, but he sold it. His name's Bob. Great guy. But I just thought, man, Bob, Bob's got this big clientele, and you're really good. By the way, you went into a shop where you had two racks working or two yeah. of Now he's got seven. The guy that bought it had seven, seven racks or seven lifts yeah. and full-time mechanics on all of them. So it's a production machine oh, now. Yeah. But anyway, I encouraged Ernest and Sarah to meet this older couple that was ready to retire, and you did. Y'all met, and you just decided that wasn't, that wasn't the deal you were going to do. So when you decided that you were going to stop working on Mercedes-Benz, what triggered, I'm going to stop being an employee because that's what you are when you work at Mercedes, and I'm going to own my own gig? Um, without a doubt, it would be my son. So was it time at work? Yes, 100. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah. It was, so, it, I mean, freedom is what I wanted. More freedom, rather. Have you read Bruce Jr.'s book? Have I read his book? Mm-hmm. Got a book? Yeah, no. I'd love to read it's it. It's right there. Look at the look at the name of it. 
Did you see the name of that book? Number nine to five. Oh, no, nine to five for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the clean version. Yeah. But in that book, he'll tell you freedom's key. Why, 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 why don't I know myself. about this book? Yeah. I'm, I haven't promoted it much. Okay. Yeah, we're promoting now. If you want the book, how do they get it, son? It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon.com. So, yeah. No, yeah, nine, so, no so, nine to five. I don't know. I, mean, I wanted to. I mean, I was, you know, when I was at Mercedes, I was working my tail off. I mean, I was because I wanted to. Yeah. Um, because you know, well, that's that, how you make the money when that, you're working for exactly, somebody. Exactly. And that business. You crank the hours out. Or yeah. I guess you got paid per job. It's, it's commission. So, you know, if it was a two-hour job and I did it in an hour, I'm, I'm killing it. So I'm yeah. on to the next job, but I'm still getting paid for the previous job. So it's just, that's how you made your money. I mean, it's, there's a guy there now, you know him older. I mean, he goes yeah. there, he gets there at 5.30 every morning, leaves at 5 p.m. Sometimes, rarely, he'll stay a little bit later, but that's rare. And they keep him I mean, busy? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I wouldn't say they keep him busy. I mean, the dealership's busy. He keeps himself busy. So as soon as you're done with the car, you drive that you go go, I need some more keys. Yeah. You, you get you, right back in line, get the pull, next one. You pull your next ticket. I mean you, you okay. yeah. Okay. There, there's a system they use, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, the, the essentially the the more you work, the more you can get done. Sure. The more productive you are, the more money you make, that kind of thing. And yeah, which is that at the tail end, right before I left, I was I would say all of twenty twenty two, I was getting after it. I mean, Olin's on my team, Cameron's on my team, us three were just we were just killing it. I mean, we were working our tails off up until I left. I and mean, they still are, obviously. But I just decided 2022, I'm going to. And it wasn't because, I, oh, I'm about to get out of here. <laughs> I know I'm going to leave. I didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, this, it kind of came abruptly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was working hard, long hours. I, I mean, I would go to 7.30 easily, sometimes yeah. 8. That grind will get you eventually. Yeah. It hadn't gotten me up until July. But. It, it will, like you said, it yeah. will. But it was, yeah. Well, there are things like ball games and exactly. you know, well, that's exactly, league. Yeah. Everything that, that was part of it. Yeah, he was. He's obviously still real young, but that started coming up with my father-in-law. You know, he's like, well, you know, actually, you know, he didn't bring it up to me. I, I brought it up to Sarah. She brought it up to him. This the freedom part, right? And then uh, I think that got his wheels turning, and that's kind of how it, where it went from there. So what did your father-in-law do before this? Still does, but um, he has. So this would be his third company, a part of. He has his original franchise, which is Unishippers. It's a freight company. Um, freight? Tractor-tractor? Freight, tractor, tractor, tractor? Like, uh, it's just shipping. It's, a, it's like a third. I guess it would be an affiliate of UPS okay. franchise company. Okay. I think he's been doing that since the 90s, early 90s. Okay. And then the second company, which was kind of recent as well, I would, I think sometime during COVID, it's or before COVID, maybe, actually probably after. So I think that's why you got into it. It's called Casper. They sell air filtration systems that basically it cleans the surfaces of you. You install it in an AC system, like you can do it at your residential house, and it'll use hydrogen peroxide droplets. Like very obviously, you can't see them. They fall on your yeah, fall on your table and it'll sanitize your tables okay. and all the surfaces in your place. So he's got a few things going. Yeah, and like they put him in buses and county so buses, I, school buses. How did, well, first off, we need to we need to. What did mom say about that? Not Sarah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I know. What, yeah, what mom say about you making this? Because this is a big change. Going from the you know you've been a mechanic now. She met you as a mechanic, correct? Yeah, yeah. You've been a mechanic for the whole time y'all have known each other. Yeah, so twenty fifteen. And you come home one day and go. 
I ain't mechanicking anymore. I am going to, what you think, honey? You're talking about Sarah? Yes. Oh, yeah. She was all for it. She, okay. She was 100%. What she did see, I get more of my husband. She's 110% for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's an important part because y'all are a young couple with a young child, and that's a big change. It wasn't hard for her at all. I mean, it was, it wasn't like, oh, let's think about this. Okay. I mean, she was was like, let's let's go. She was like, absolutely. What did she not like? Did she not like Mercedes because of the hours, I'm assuming? Yeah. um, I think mostly what it was is that I was stressed out a lot pretty often. I mean, it was, I don't know if I brought it home a lot. But it was oh, you did. But there were times that I did. I, I mean, yeah. times I know it's I normal. Yeah, it's hard not when you're stressed. It's hard not to bring it wherever you are. Yeah, and you will you will give it to your loved one more than you'll give it to somebody else, not even meaning to. Yeah, that got to a point to where you know sometimes I think you can do it and not really realize it. But like, it got to a point where like I'm like crap. Like I, I'm I am stressed the hell out, mm-hmm. and it's it's affecting me during the day at at work, and mm-hmm. it's affecting me after work. And it's, yeah, I didn't really know how to battle that. Try to get over that. I mean, there was just you know any good coaches you could have called. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you decided we're going to pull the trigger. We're going to leave Mercedes. By the way, I'll put a plug in the Mercedes that he worked at. There's some good people. Mm-hmm. The, 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 I know the leadership team really well, and uh, they're good folks. So Which uh, uh, the, uh, there's a story about that too. About when I left, about those folks that you're talking about. Yeah. But do you want me to go into that now? Or? Sure. Okay. And then we'll come back. I want to come back and find out just a little bit about yeah, what, about how what the family decided. dynamics, how yeah. you sorted that out. Um, so when I left Mercedes, Casey, my immediate manager, shop yeah. foreman, you know him. I told him on a Friday. Actually, you know, the decision to leave was kind of lingering for a couple of weeks because I didn't know if we were going to officially get into the business because there was something like, Franchising agreements that had to be done. There was there was just still some negotiations. Museums, yeah. Okay, and, and I was like, can I go tell them that I'm going to leave? And you know, not this, have is a, this is a huge move, and then and then not make the move. It's like, ah, oh, just kidding. I'm yeah. actually going to stay. I'm back. Yeah, I was, I was like, you know, it, I was I was kind of freaking out of my head because I was like, it's a big decision. I was it's asking, a big move. Yeah, and uh, you know, in my mind, I made the decision, but officially. We were still, there were some loose ends of the hot works. And I was asking Mark, my father-in-law, I was like, hey, like, can I tell them now? Like, can, are we sure this is going to move forward? And he was like, uh, let's give it one more week. And I was like, okay, so I'm definitely not going to do it until you tell me I can. So finally, the Monday before the Friday, I told Casey, I was like, hey, do you think it'll be done by Thursday? And he was like, he's like, go ahead and tell him. I was like, okay. So I'll go ahead and say, go ahead and tell him Friday. So I said, okay. So Friday comes around. I'm nervous as hell. I, you know, I asked Casey. You've been there a long time. <clears throat> I yeah. asked Casey. I was like, Wasn't yeah. that your only job yeah. as, as an adult? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I was a kid when I started. Yeah. <laughs> I asked Casey, hey, can can go to your office and talk to you? Sure. You know, no, he doesn't know what's going on. He's getting sure. you blindsided. Yeah. So I go in and sit down and face to face like you and I are. And I'm like, give me one second. Or give me a minute. I think that's what I told him. So walk out of his office. And as I'm getting up, he, I mean, I kind of glance peripheral. He's just like, I think he, he kind of knew. Oh, he knew. He felt it. I think he knew something was yeah. coming. And I think he knew based off my energy, obviously, because he yeah. knew, he saw it on my face. Yep. And I walk out. I go to my stall. I'm just like staring at the computer, you know, 
trying to get my mind off of it, trying to gather myself, my thoughts, kind of take a deep breath, go back in there. And I just like look at him in the eye and I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> and there's something of that nature. And uh, what was his reaction? His reaction was, I mean, it was kind of, I don't know. I think he just paused for a second. And, and well, he lost I, the best mechanic he had. I can't remember what. Well, I appreciate that. But, well, uh, see, but I'm telling you, it, it's not because you know how to turn wrenches. There's lots of guys who can do that. It's because you know how to build relationships. You know how to dumb down. Like when you would tell me what you're going to do in my car, I knew I understood it. Yeah. And it's because you dumbed it down because I'm not a mechanic. And then it made the blow of whatever it was going to cost. Mercedes are expensive. Mm -hmm. It made it much more palatable. You know, there were times when you said, all right, Bruce, here's three things we need to do. But these two can wait. So, you know, drive it. Let's do this one. And then that's the kind of advice I want to hear. Yeah. I mean, that that gave me great comfort. That's why I told Tori, the service advisor, I have one guy working in my car. And one, one, because you're a good friend of mine, but also because you're the best guy back there in the back. And you're also, I'd go back there sometime and there was some turmoil and shit going on. You, you were, remember, you were the calming effect in the whole shop. And those guys didn't work for you. I think you had your team, but there was a whole bunch of y'all back there. Mm -hmm. And you, you were the guy that was the calming effect for the shop, at least the way I'm a customer. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I saw when I walked through the door. Oh, that's good. You also had, you know, I appreciated from at a very young age too, not not lately, but when I first met you, extreme confidence. You told me in no uncertain terms more than once I could fix anything on this car. And <laughs> remember, and there's there because I went back there, of course, you know, I, no matter what I do, I'd always come back and say hi. But there were sometimes you went, I went, how in the hell is he gonna get back that back together? The whole damn car is apart. What's going on here? And you, you you I don't know if you remember this, but you told me more than once, I, I can do it all. I'm the most qualified guy here, and I can do everything. I've got all the Mercedes I qualifications. Definitely do not remember saying that, but yeah. I don't put it past my my, no, that, my younger you were, coffee I, self. You were under. <laughs> no, you didn't say it cocky. You no, I know. It, you said it with confidence because yeah. I think I challenged you. I was probably being sarcastic and said something like, you "Oh, know, you were." Yeah, you, you said that many together. times. Yeah, you're like, I'm, "I'm get all back together. I know exactly what I'm doing," and you yeah. did. Uh, you know, you kind of like Muhammad Ali. So I'm gonna knock him out in the first round, and you know, he did. Yeah. So I. I didn't see it as being cocky. I saw it as being confident, which I appreciate because I don't want the new guy working on my car. No, right? no. Because that would cost me money. So anyway, I was yeah. I, I know Casey had to have a sinking feeling in his gut when you said that because he, he knew he was losing a good one. Which, you know, in 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 a way, because I didn't know what his reaction would be. I mean, we're good friends. We're best friends. Of course. I, I, I mean, yeah. he was one of the first. He trained me more than my trainers did yeah. when I – yeah, you know, he wasn't even my trainer. He was yeah. kind of young. Fairly well, see, he lost a buddy and a mechanic. Yeah, he's four years older than me, but so he was 24 when I started. And yeah. when, you know, I had a trainer, he was about 60 years old when I started, which is not ideal for a 20 year, or 20 year old coming in. Easy. He was out. He was on his way out. In yeah. the car business. You know, in the the technical old 60 thing. Yeah. Well, take you I, thought you were, I thought you were 59. I am. Um, 37. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so you told this, him he wasn't happy. Yeah. And what how happened? much did you give them on what what do mechanics do? Did you give them two weeks or I gave them uh yes, it was two weeks. Um that's that's I that's typical. I guess it really doesn't matter because you guys are you're a contractor, right? Kinda. Yeah. Well, you work you work you I mean you're an employee, but you work per job. Yeah. So he just lost a body that was doing jobs for him. Yes. Yeah, so typically in our world we give two weeks notice. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's fair. If I would have known a month ahead of time, or if I'd have said, you know, if I'd known a month ahead of time for sure, I would have said, hey, I'm going to leave in a month. Yeah. 
give you a month to whatever sure. fill a role or whatever the case may be. But in this case, I didn't really know. So what, how did the you did this? And I needed to leave ASAP because yeah. it was official and then I needed to start the new venture. But. Yeah. So you said the leadership. Was Casey the end of it or did somebody senior to him get involved? No, no, no. Casey was, uh, as far as the leadership goes, this was, he was the start of it. In, in the process, like in the whole talking to everybody. But it, so I told Casey it was a Friday. It was actually employee of the month meeting day. So like everybody gathers in the shop. Like from Please the tell me you weren't the employee of the month that month. No, no, no. <laughs> from okay. sales and service, we all gathered, blah, blah, blah. They do announcements. Casey, Cecil wasn't there. Cecil was the GM. No, Cecil, that's Luke. Oh, Luke. Cecil yeah. is Casey's direct okay, boss. boss. He's the maintenance manager. Or no, he's like a operations director or something like that. Fixed, okay. fixed ops director. Okay. He's who Casey reports to. He wasn't there that day. So Casey, next up was Luke, the GM. He told Luke, after our little boy of the month thing, Luke walks over to me, hey, uh, when you get a second, when you get done eating, come to my office. Sure. Went to his office and we had about, I think we talked about 45 minutes or so. Um, great conversation. You know, basically he wanted to know. He was supportive. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Million percent supportive. He was, yeah, and he told me he was completely honest with me. Um, he's like, Hey, you know, like, first, I'm like, because Casey had probably filled him in on what I'm doing. Uh, and he was like, I'm happy for you. If you had told me you're going across the street over there to, you know, yeah, to the to other, dealer, other dealerships, yeah, yeah. he goes, I'd be pissed off right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, but, um, but I'm, I'm happy for you. I get it. You know, you're going, you're bettering yourself and, and, and things like that. And, Conversation, like I said, it was forty-five minutes of good. I'm glad to hear. That's what I would expect. Back and forth of, yeah. you know, this is what you meant to me, like me talking to him and just seeing him do his thing as a young GM. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I think he was thirty-eight when he came in, mm-hmm. which is really young for a Mercedes GM. Yeah, or for any for that matter. But yeah, uh, he was a great leader in, in his time with us, with, with me experiencing him, and then uh, I called. I believe I called Randy or I texted Randy because, you know, Randy's busy. You know, Randy. Um, I really well. He's busy, real busy. So I, I just sent him a nice text about what's going on. And then he said, I'll call you. And so, okay. So then he called me up and we had a conversation. He was, uh, of course, really supportive. So Randy was your first GM, right? He was. Yeah. yeah. Tories too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was very, Randy's been instrumental as a mentor. Well, in our world, in the car world, mm-hmm. um, since he started. I mean, when he came in, we had a, a, a meeting. He had a meeting, me, him, or sorry, all the technicians in Hoover. We're still in Hoover. All the technicians, him. Harold was the shop foreman at the time. Mm-hmm. Paul Bishop, service manager. Or no, he got made service manager by Randy in the new, in the new ownership. But Randy, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was a technician starting up. So he, he started the technician. Yeah, no, I, I thought you knew that. Yeah, he, was, he started where you started. Oh, yeah. Today, he's the president of seven dealerships. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's still salt and earth guy. When Tori had her baby, yeah. he texted me and said, hey, I'm trying to, you know, I want to send Tori yeah. some. I want to send, I mean, this guy's got, I don't know, thousand people. Zillion things him, to do. 700, <laughs> yeah, 700 people work for him, thousand people. And he's a buddy of mine. We were, we're friends because he was my daughter's first boss, and they love each other. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to Tori, Randy always tells me, oh, you know, I love Tori. She's a great employee, blah, blah, blah. I got that. Tori says the same thing about this man. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when she had when she had McKenna James, he texted me and said, "Hey, I, mean, I need to try to send Tori a little little something you got there, address and that kind of thing." So he is, and she had not worked for him for 
years now. I mean, yeah. a couple of two, three, four years. He also set her up to work at another dealership. And I won't say the city because people could look it up. But right. where she moved to, this guy named Randy, who was at the time the GM, set her up. No, I think he had already moved up. I think Luke was the GM there. So he had already moved up one step. But anyway, Randy set her up with an interview. And I'm pretty sure he greased the skids and said, hire Tori. This is the dealership where she's at. Yeah. Tori goes to interviews, calls me on the phone. I said, all right, babe, when, when, you, when you start and all that, she goes, I'm not working for that guy. And I went, excuse me, this is the Mercedes dealership. She goes, no, it's not Randy. Not working for him. I go, well, baby, if that's the case, you're never going to have another job unless you find where Randy's at going. Randy, <laughs> there's only one Randy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not mentioning his last name because I'm going to ask him about it, but I, I will. I'm going to have Randy on as a guest. He is just a super guy. And you know this because yeah. you were a young kid when you first started working for oh, him. Yeah. And Tori, you know, it was you and Tori. That's two of, yeah. That was two of his youngsters. I so. think it was uh, – I think that might, be, that might be why he's partial to me is because – yeah, Tori and I were real close whenever he was around, and yeah, and we would always communicate. Yeah, yeah, you know, bugs, and and you kind of grew up under him a little bit, and so I'm I'm big fan of Randy's for sure. Okay, so then you leave that, and you decide you're going to go do what's you mentioned it a little bit, but tell everybody what you're doing now. What's the company? Uh, the company is called Hotworks. Okay. Um, it's a 24 hour infrared infrared sauna studio. Are y'all open 24 seven? The the studio is open twenty four seven. It's not staffed twenty four seven. Yeah, members have member, you members have access. No, they use a door code. A uh, door code. Okay. Yeah, they can work out whenever they want to. So tell me why I should be a member. At, is it is it a membership? Yep, it's a membership based yeah. program. Why? Because well, you know, people as you know have crazy schedules these days. Yeah. Um, you can get. But there's something special about. I mean, I go to oh, it's, lots of gyms. Uh, it's the you know the benefits, the infrared technology, and doing a workout and the heat. So it's called three D training. Okay. It's the three factors. It so it's H O T W O R X. Yep. It's a franchise. Is it it's, nationwide? It's a franchise. It's international. Oh, okay. Yes, they have Australia, Ireland. I think what I've seen in our emails, a couple that are opening in Saudi Arabia. Okay. Um, so if I go into a Hotworks, the way I understand it, I've got to come to yours. I haven't come yet. But yeah. you got a bunch of rooms where you're doing different workouts. Yeah. So each studio is different as far as the number of saunas they have. But yeah, so you have isometric saunas. It'll vary from yoga, Pilates. Does the client... Adjust room temperature, or is that set? Yep, there's controls on the outside and the inside, so they can if they're walking up to it and it's not on, they can up the temperature. If they're inside and it's too hot, they can they can lower the temperature, but it's easier just to open the door. Okay. But yeah, and they um it's virtually instructed, so it's a TV on the wall. Okay. They follow it. They can do really whatever they want. They can follow you can, it you can pick what you want on the TV. No, the TV plays on the loop. Okay. And the, the workouts flip flop every forty five. Well, depends on what workout you're doing, but. Because we have hit workouts too, but if you're doing an isometric, if you're doing so, for instance, yoga Pilates are in the same sauna. Yoga starts at whatever time, forty-five minutes later, the Pilates starts. Okay, and it just keeps the loop. And it going. keeps going. Is so there you, is there a weight room? There's an app you book all those through, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Is there a weight room that you lift weights? There's a fun, it's called the FX Zone. It's a functional training room. Okay. Uh, not a room really, but it's a just an open space. It's part of the studio. You don't have to book that area. You just walk up. It's got. Free weights from five to fifty. Okay, uh, dumb, dumbbells. Sorry. So the, um, the big difference, as I see it, is that's heated. Yes. Other gyms are not. Tell me the benefit of being heated while I'm working out. Well, the benefits are is it's, the main thing is the infrared. So the infrared penetrates the skin. It, it heats up the, the core body temperature 
Okay. Which is, as you know, is a great benefit to well, first the blood flow, uh, lowers cholesterol, lowers blood pressure, it rejuvenates the skin. I mean, there's the list goes on and on. I can okay. I can go all day, but that's what the that's bed, all scientific. Yes, there are there are numerous studies. It's called uh, hyperthermic training okay. or, or hyperthermic therapy. Yeah, yeah. So just same same with cold. I mean, well, I've been in the cold box before. Yeah, but you don't work out. You just stand there. You put on gym. You gym can't move. Yeah. yeah, you stand there. There's like telephone booth thing, and yeah. your head sticking out. And you fr- um, they freeze you for three or four minutes. The number of calories that you burn while you're doing that type of workout is increased. Okay, and then you also have an afterburn, which is it's called the afterburn, but okay. it's like for an hour after your workout, you're continuously burning calories. And your stores are in Birmingham, Alabama, and Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah, the, your your mm-hmm. workout places. So tell me the. I want, to, I want the, the audience to hear. How long have you been doing it now? September 1, 2022. Okay. So you got a few months under your belt. Yes. What's the big difference in your lifestyle being an entrepreneur that owns a hot works and being an employee at a really cool and great Mercedes dealership? Um, wow. What have you seen different? If I asked Sarah, what would she say? Sarah, by the way, that's the wife. Yeah. <laughs> I called her the mommy a minute ago. Well, she would just, she would definitely say she sees me a lot more. Our, you know, I can go into our, our, our typical day now versus our typical day before. And our typical day before, I woke up at five. So if we're talking with Austin, with or without Austin, doesn't matter. I still woke up at five, wake up at five, get up, get dressed, go to work. I mean, Come I'm, home at what time? Normal, normal days, you know, five, I would say six, at okay. least six. Yeah. What about today? Well, I mean, today I left. <laughs> I left because I, you know, for this. But you know, well, what, I, what I, time I would not have been able to do that before. What time do you start in the morning? That kind of varies. You're, you're open twenty four seven, right? Yeah, we I mean, are, and I, and I can do everything from my laptop at home. As far as assisting customers, if they're calling, I have calls forwarded to my phone because we our operating hours are eleven to eight, so eleven a.m. to eight p.m. Okay, so. You know, so if I want to join, can I join without you? Or you can. You can join online. Online? Yeah. And you'll give me the code to get in? That you have, No. So you can join online. You pay the enrollment fees up front. You get your cards, your payment methods set up online. Okay. And then you come into this. The next step is to come into the studio, talk to us. We give you your door code. Okay. We, First we time, I got to come, come see you in person. Correct. To get the door code. Because the, the membership sign-up is not necessarily complete. We also give you a mat and towel, or sorry, we sell you a mat and towel, hot works mat and towel that, that were designed for the heated zones. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, sign your membership agreement. Okay. That's it. So I'm an entrepreneur. We have a few companies. And some would say that the stress level on an entrepreneur is higher than an employee of the company. By the way, I'm not saying either one is better. I think they're for different folks. If you want steady income, steady benefits, and that is for some folks, you should never be an entrepreneur. But if you want to go out there and kill it and bring it home, and that's what you get, and you think you can kill a lot of it, bring it home, you should look into being an entrepreneur. So I I don't think either one is right or wrong. I think it depends on what you want and what you're comfortable with. Because I've got friends that tried the entrepreneur route and and they lost their mind because they they didn't have that certainty of a paycheck or the certainty of the benefits of the certainty. So, and then I've got others that kill it and they, you know, they're all about it. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur since 2009 or so, uh, after 
a long, long, 28 years in the military and in the Marine Corps. But you mentioned stress. You said you were stressed out as a mechanic. Mm. Okay. So now you got to go kill it and bring it home. How's the stress level now? You know, it's different. It's a different kind of stress. Okay. I mean, there's still stress there, but it's a different kind. Um, I mean, there's a lot of new factors that came in uh, managing people. I mean, I, we, I, we I, had a, about this. I had a team. Yeah, I had a team at Mercedes. I happened to be very lucky and blessed. They were a great team. <laughs> so they, they also they now at Mercedes. Did you pay them? I no. Or did Mercedes pay them? Yeah, Mercedes. Big them. difference. Big di- you're right. Yeah. yeah. Today you pay them. Right. Because I tell you now. Bruce Jr., I was, you know, he has a business yeah. now, the, the one he's currently working. And I, I'm speaking, I turn here, jump, son, jump in. One of his biggest challenges is employees. Yeah. And that's the case with almost every business. I mean, you and I have talked about an employee you've got mm-hmm. now that you're struggling with, like, all right, well, well, yeah. now what? So in managing employees can cause you big stress. And I've seen a big change since COVID. Pre-COVID, it was a different working world. Post-COVID, we do have individuals who's like, I'm not going to work. I'm not going into the office anymore. Well, if it's a if it's a business like my son, which is a manual labor mm-hmm. type of business that his employees do, you got to come to work. It's that, that's how the work gets done. Same with you know a mechanic in a Mercedes or any kind of dealership. You got to go there and fix the car. Same with yours. If it's from eleven to eight, you got to be inside the building because that's where we serve our clients, mm-hmm. our customers. So I was just wondering, like, how does that? How's that stress different than stress at Mercedes-Benz? Well, <laughs> I would say the challenge has been different, like, you know, overcoming and just managing and different situations with the employees. It's like, okay, with Mercedes, I was, yes, I was their team leader, but I, but I wasn't the end-all, be-all. Like, yeah, you were responsible for pay benefits. Yeah, right I mean, I was, you got, you got an issue, go talk to so-and-so. Yeah. Like, I'm not the guy. Yeah. But now it's like... I am the guy. Yeah. And, <laughs> For everything. And, you know, honestly, I've had major- the majority of the employees have been great. It's been... I'm, sure, I'm going to try to keep it as vague as possible, but uh, it's, it's been great. been easy. Actually, have brought they have brought joy to my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, being well, around them. There's some vice versa going here, too, because you're giving them their livelihood. Yeah. They're feeding their family if they have one or, or they're paying for their apartment. I mean, yeah. you're... You're giving these guys the ability to, you know, fund their life. Yeah. Not, you know, as far as the business goes, the, the business hasn't, like itself, the business concept and everything, and hasn't really been giving me a lot of stress. It's just, it's just managing employees. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. honestly, I haven't been too, too yeah. worried about getting after it and bringing it home like, like I was at Mercedes. I mean, mm-hmm. at Mercedes, like, I, I controlled what I made at Mercedes. You know, it was just me, myself. If I was there and I was working, I was making money. With this, it's it's the, all the stress. The business is, is making the money, and as long as you're serving the client, the, the members, then, then you're going to be making money. But yeah. if you're having issues with employees and showing up and whatnot, like that, that affects the business yeah. directly. So it's So there's also scalability. Yeah. Can you scale? You can't scale a Mercedes mechanic. No. You only got one dude. You yeah. go in, you turn a wrench, you get a paycheck. You stay longer. By the way, I'm Mercedes. Stay longer. <laughs> yeah. Right. You stay longer. Yeah. But you only got how many hours a day can you work? Yeah. You so, uh, by the way, a Mercedes mechanic, you name any physician, you name any attorney, uh, and I could go, the list goes on. Yeah. When you work, you make money. When you don't work, you don't make money. But when you get into a 
a franchise, any any of them, but it won't we'll just use Hotworks, you can scale that because right now you have two stores. Yeah. You could have 20. Yeah. I mean, I coached Arby's a few years back. When I met the owner, they had 20 restaurants. When I when I when we parted ways, he had 50. <laughs> 50 restaurants. Million dollars, million Southeast dollars. or yeah, they're in Southeast. He's sold them now. He's, okay. in, he's loving in retirement because uh, that's scalable. Yeah, how it works, it's scalable. Yeah, they have close to five hundred active. I think. I mean, they're 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 so they're in. I can't even remember the numbers, but there there's so many in so many different phases of the uh, like just from signing the franchise agreement to in presale to sure. trying, trying to find real estate. Yeah. but. Uh, there, there's now, how, did, how did you find your real estate where you put this thing? Did you have to build it or was it there? These were existing. We oh, bought, them, bought them from, okay. bought them from uh, existing owners. I got you. Okay, yeah. so you had to build it. Because yep. I would imagine building it's a bear because that thing's got to be, the whole building going to be heated. Well, it's, um. so you can put it in a shopping center. It's, you, you can find a space and, and, and build you it out. You just plug in the shops? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you have to have find a contractor. You probably got Lots of power, big power, big power cords going mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. To turn silence on. Yep. So that's how that happened. All right. So if you, let's end it, but I want you to tell the people out there, if they're thinking about stopping doing a job uh, where they work for somebody. Yeah. And like I said, I am not hating on that. There are people in this world, they should be an employee. That's what's right for them. It's cool. Do that. There are other people out there that should be an entrepreneur. And the big difference is, you know, can you sleep at night? If you're if you're, <laughs> if you're getting into bed and you're going, damn, honey, I'm, you know, I don't know if we're going to have any bacon in the morning, then you probably want to think about doing something different and get away from entrepreneurship. But if you're a little bit of a gunslinger and you're willing, I mean, I've told my wife, we have a decent home uh, and we, we make a decent living. But I've told her, you know, after 28 years in the Marine Corps, I could live in a damn tent. I, I don't know if she's, <laughs> she might leave me. <laughs> I may be in a tent by myself, but I could... You know, I got this 1996 pickup truck I've had since before my kids. If that was my main vehicle, which it used to be, and I lived in the tent, I don't think I'd give a damn. Uh, I just I have very low expectations. I do like nice things, but in the entrepreneurial world, it you know sometimes it rains and flows, and sometimes it doesn't. And if it doesn't, then you got to figure out a different angle to go and a different way to get it. That's kind of the you know, for me the mindset is that I'm gonna get all I can get. And you, I mean, you said it. The key to being a great entrepreneur, find a problem, fix it, and and be good to your customer. Be, you know, your, your customers, yeah. your clients. I mean, everybody's trying to improve their your, body. Your problem. Yep. I mean, the problem you have out there is yeah. bad health. Yeah. There's plenty of that around, and your your company's found a way to do it. And now, for you, you know, get down, if we get down to surgical, it's you taking care of your clients each and every day in your two locations, which I'm sure will turn into four, six, eight you know, as you move forward with this. That's so, the plan. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll let you end it. Tell me how you feel now with the move, this big move you made. What's the, how do you feel now that it's done? And I mean, I get asked, like, not quite that question a lot, but I mean, it's just somewhat similar, but I, you know, do you miss Mercedes? It's kind of, it's kind of the same thing. Do you, do you what? Do you miss Mercedes? Oh. Um, yeah. My family actually just recently visited. My birthday was Thursday. Thank you, by the way, for wishing me a birthday. Your birthday? <laughs> yeah. You didn't have a birthday. Thursday. Okay, happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, so my mom and my Thanks brother. Thanks for telling me you were leaving Mercedes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my brother, my nephew, and his girlfriend uh, came up 
you know, my brother asked me, you miss Mercedes? My mom, you know, they all, they all asked me, but. And what'd you say? No. What do you miss? Sometimes I do. I will say that in terms of like, you know, I have, I mean, I was there for a good portion of my life. More than that. So, I mean, yeah, I, I miss some of the people there. Yeah, for sure. I miss some of the people. I don't miss, I don't miss working there. But I miss some of the people, like yeah. seeing them every day. It's the same with the Marine Corps. When I retired yeah. the Marine Corps, people say, you miss the Marine Corps. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't miss the Marine Corps at all, but I definitely miss my guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're, they're, that was my that was my life. Right. You know, that. So, and, but luckily, and you'll find this out, you probably are, you're still here local. The, the Marine Corps is not local. Right. But because of social media, I'm in touch with hundreds of my guys that I, you know, that I commanded. And I get invited to maybe showers, weddings, and this and that, or they at least keep me posted on right. what's going on. I mean, I had, we had two young girls when we were in Eva Cooney, when uh, Bruce and Sarah, my two younger kids, they were brand new. He was three and Sarah was one, something like that. And so two of these young girls, 18-year-old girls in the squadron, babysat for us. You know, this would be 20 years ago. Yeah, We're still in touch today. One of them calls me dad. She, she didn't have a dad. Yeah. Right. She grew up without a dad. And I got her into uh, or I went down and commissioned her. She was enlisted. Uh, she just got promoted to major, which is that's a big damn deal. Yeah. And I, I pinned her lieutenant bars on her. I was at her graduation. She's just she's a cool, cool young lady. She's your age now. She's your Tori. You no, know, Tori. Wow, she, really cool. She's a little older than Tori. She's 35, I think, yeah. something like that. But just a sweet, sweet lady. And a mutual friend of ours child just got married. It was a guy in our squadron that she worked for. She was like his, that was his direct. And they both, I was the commanding officer and she came to the wedding. So she comes, she's still like a duty. So she came in and it was, you know, big reunion. Um, so, it, you know, that I miss that. I miss her. I don't miss, I mean, I love the Marine Corps. I'm a big fan. But that ain't what I miss. I do miss flying the F-18 a little bit. That was like <laughs> that's like going to Disneyland. Just a little day. bit. Yeah, just a little bit. That's like going to Fair Park every day and get the e-ticket ride. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. Well, Ernest, man, I can't tell. You. Oh, I, I do want to mention. I, I didn't say this. Uh, Ernest has a beautiful young family. Are, are y'all building yet? We're doing it again. Are we, are you? <laughs> How many more? Um, apparently two more. Oh, I love it. Okay. As of apparently, as of. Oh, now? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, because um, we were kind of going back and forth three three or two. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, what does Sarah want? It's, that's why it's gone back up to three. Oh, uh, three? Okay. Well, it wasn't that I wanted two. I did. I was one of the one of the two that wanted two. But then she and she was like, oh, I, I kind of want three. So then time went on. And she's like, you know, I think we'll just we'll have our second one. And I think we'll be done. I was like, oh, really? Like, okay. Great, whatever, you know. Yeah. Then, like, probably it was Sunday. So. She changed her mind. <laughs> my, my heart feels three. That's yeah. Okay. Well, I'm on. I'm a little ahead of you on this whole husband thing. Yeah. I'm gonna clear you up. Whatever number she comes up with, that's where it's gonna be. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, the number that's gonna happen. It started at three, went back to two, and I and I knew that a long time ago when it started at three, it's gonna end back up at three. Three. Yeah. 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 It can. It could go to four or five. Now, how old is she? She is thirty. Just turned thirty-one. Okay. Y'all got all kind of time. Yeah. I mean, with, with today's technology, yeah. you can go to 40. So, uh, well, I just keep them coming because I love them. <laughs> um, well, look, man, I so much appreciate your time. I am going to end this by saying I am close enough with Ernest that he asked me to be in his wedding. 
And by the way, four. And I was so honored. Really? Was yeah. So well, you want to you want to tell the ages of of the oh. people who, who was the oldest guy in your wedding besides the preacher? Well, it was definitely you. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> yeah. I was in your wedding in my fifties, uh, which I loved. And on another podcast, we'll tell that story because that was a fun, yeah. fun time. I had a blast with it. But I was so honored to be. In fact, I think you remember me asking when you asked me, I asked you back. Are you sure you want me to do <laughs> And I, I was so honored and loved yeah. it. And the beautiful bride you had coming down the aisle. Oh, yeah, a huge part of the basketball party, too. Yeah, remember. yeah, I did. I flew up. <laughs> flew you home. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. A lot of time. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for your story. It's a good one. Uh, from beginning to end, I'm glad you went all the way to the back, the back that kind of tells who you are, how you were made, what, you know, how you were raised, what, what turned you into going from an employee at Mercedes. And by the way, I love the dealership. Especially the guy that ran it, and it's and it's still a great dealership. It's just missing you. And then you pulled this trigger on this whole entrepreneur thing. You're doing really well with it. I'm I'm very happy for you. So I promise to come down and get me a hot works workout here. Check it out here in the future. Yeah, for sure. All Thanks right, for having me. Yeah, thank you Bye. so much. Appreciate you, brother. Take care, man.